You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al. I like putting on my hat. Go ahead. Yeehaw! Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage coming to Somewhat Live. It's a crazy day today. Did you see the headlights this morning? On headlights, the headlines. The headlights, the headlines, and the wheel section, which talks about seven degrees. Seven it- degrees, and what does that mean? Time for winter tires. Yes, that means schedule your winter tire changeover. It means seven degrees. It's getting close. We're already in November. Exactly. You lose traction when the temperature is uh, below that. If you still have your summer tires on, so to speak. And joining us today is actually Trevor Hutchinson, the Crown Prince. We're never supposed to say that. But Trevor's here from Crown, and we're going to talk about prepping your car for the winter, which is one thing we should be doing. Uh, We're also going to be talking to David Tate, who is from Elegant Motoring. And David has some serious stuff to uh, keep your car clean and and prepped throughout the winter. So really, we're all about protection today. Today, we're going to talk about getting your car ready for the cold weather. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a good topic we should be sticking with. And protecting your butt would... Which having good tires on. Good tires or fresh oil, having somebody look at the brakes, make sure they're serviced, uh, make sure the body is serviced. Right, Trev? That's right. Yeah, this is this is absolutely the time of the year. Yeah, making sure that the the body is actually clean and, and it's it's got the oil inside of it. You know, I have a car outside there. It's 11 years old, and it has an old crown sticker on it, mm-hmm. not a mark on the bugger. I just actually just painted it because there's nothing wrong with the car. Mechanically, it was absolutely perfect. I have to thank the guy in uh, Sega Beach who originally bought it, and I paid 2500 bucks for it, and I got a car that can last for a couple of years. Yeah. Not for sale, by the way. And we're going to be talking about a new contest that's coming up next week. This is a great contest. We're getting you ready for the winter. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a set of four sailing snow tires for your car or light truck. We're going to give you a car generator in case you get stuck in the driveway and mm-hmm. you don't have any heat. And uh, Trevor's going to take one of your cars and fully service it with a crown application, uh, including the desalting and uh, the crown application. Uh, they're, they're getting everything. You know, I was surprised, you know, when you do a truck, you actually take the taillights out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going to treat the vehicle properly, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's where, you know, the difference between, say, undercoating and rust proofing. Yeah. I would say probably the, the second largest question we get at our shops is asking to explain the difference between an undercoating and what Crown does. Let's talk about that when we come back. Alan, take us out. Okay. Dave's Corner Garage. (laughs) We got Dave's Corner Garage. And if uh, you've got an automotive question of some sort or a a specific one for Trevor, by all means, we're here and we've got a million years of experience and we're going to answer any of those all questions. Yeah. If you go to facebook.com forward slash davescornergarage.com, you're going to be able to see us live on Facebook. And if not, you can always pick it up later. Uh, It's really interesting to see us guys in the showroom because we're not the way you think we look. (laughs) We're actually much taller and skinnier. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. 
All righty, let's come back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. We're Trevor Hutchison from Crown. Everybody knows Crown as far as it's concerned as taking care of your car as far as Russ is concerned. And, of course, Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors. So, mechanically, I'm here to make your car last longer, and Trevor is here to make the body last longer. And, of course, I had to tell you, my wife takes my car to Glen. And I had to pay. I don't know if she's concerned how long you're going to last, though. I don't know, but (laughs) as long as the card holds out, I think we're okay. (laughs) They're they're plastic, so they don't really rust. You know, rust proofing undercoating actually started years ago with Zbart. He was trying to keep cars quiet because they were so tinny. That's mm-hmm. right. Back back in the back in the early seventies, yeah. Zbart came up, and the the idea was was to put on a material like a tar type product that was black that really went in the wheel wells initially, and then they put it under the floorboards. But the idea was was to sound it. Because yeah, because you, you, you the hear the tin when you through the vehicle. I mean, cars yeah. were that noisy. Oh, terrible. Really? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and and you know what you know what's 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 interesting today is because the materials they're using are a lot lighter. You mm-hmm. know, you can see it in your doors. If you go back to an old Chevy or yeah, an automobile, yeah. the doors were solid and that the vehicles aren't that way. So manufacturers have tried things like putting foam into rear quarters and that for sound deading, but that's not rust protection, right? Like like rust protection is something that's done like regular maintenance. So now the, the crown product is actually works with an, an, an oil that has no solvent in it, and it actually creeps into these areas. That's right. So the, the oil or the base stock that we use is much like a Vaseline, but it's just a carrier right. for a chemical inhibiting package. So when we have some residual dripping, what you actually see is the base stock. It's not the chemical inhibiting package. It's like we need something to transport it. Uh, but we try to explain to people that the way the crown product works is a lot like static. That the way static clings to you, that's the way the crown product clings to metal, right? And you know what kind of bond that creates. Uh, and then it's designed to repel moisture. But but crown's not going to uh, solve every problem. It, it's 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 like regular maintenance. That's why we compare it to say what Alan does as a mechanic is mm-hmm. that you know he can't do something once on your vehicle and say, well, now your vehicle is going to last for your life. Right, exactly. Yeah. We like tires or brakes. These are things that wear out. Now, do you recommend every year, but a lot of guys just do it every other year. Uh, in 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 the eastern part of the uh, the country, I would say that that most consumers understand doing it yearly. Uh, but there are areas when you get into the middle part of Canada where you don't have the same moisture content and salt content. Well, they'll do it every second year. Mm-hmm. Um, the The challenge is, is it's it's like you know, could you extend an oil change? Well, I guess technically you could. Is that the best thing for your vehicle? No, no, not really. Interesting. So, and and the other thing was I learned that you actually heat the product up to install it. So if it drips, it's hip. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, may, we may need to uh, trademark that, David. I like that. <laughs> so it does drip. It does. Uh... It, it, it will. It will. There will be some residual dripping, yeah. but it, but it really is very minimal. It, it it's really dependent upon the reason we heat the product is it's uh, metal is like our skin. It has pores, mm-hmm. and uh, when you're if you're plumbing and soldering a pipe. When you want to draw the solder in, you heat up something, it sucks it in. Metal's the exact same way. So we heat it up to about 140 degrees Fahrenheit when we apply it so that it creeps and it penetrates in. Uh, But it's really the application. If the application's done properly, Mm -hmm. you're going to have minimal drip. Alan, how much do you charge an hour? We charge $100 an hour. 
Now, how much is a crown? One thirty nine or something? Yep, one thirty nine. I mean, the stuff is free. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially when you go there, I know I've always been impressed because it's all of a sudden there's four or five yeah. technicians that are on your car. They're working that whole hour, and of course, they clean the car before you even leave. Plus. They're putting material on that costs money, so a great deal. I know I was there once, and the guy had a really expensive classic car, mm -hmm. and he didn't want them to drill holes. And so the, the operator said, okay, not a problem. He took the taillights out, and he started spraying it in from behind the taillights. And this guy was so impressed. Yeah. I hope you left a big tip. I mean, like, <laughs> I got to say, our, our, our customers are exceptional. I mean, it really is. Like, like, like our business is a long-term business. Even where we make money is not on, you know, if if – you know, Alan came in, had his vehicle sprayed once. That's not where we make the money. It, it, it's the long-term customer that builds our business. And so every customer is important, right? Yes. And every customer needs to be looked at. A happy guy tells the world, an unhappy guy tells everybody, you know. Yeah. Like, but the other thing that you don't, don't really push is that you actually have CDs on every vehicle that comes in. You've done your research, where to spray, where to go. So the operator, if something comes in like a Rolls can hardly... He just goes and looks up roles can hardly, and there it is. Yeah, and then that's really the difference between saying be w being with a company like Crown and being, you know, Dave's rust proofing. Yeah, right. You know, it, it, people can get trained, but it, it's it's you know the warranty, it's it's the training that goes with the vehicle knowledge. All of that packaged together is why people deal with with us as a company nationally. I think it's it's also peace of mind. You know, you're spending now forty to fifty thousand dollars on a car. It's not like a twenty thousand dollar piece of equipment. Well, exactly, and it's yeah. way more technically advanced. Actually, yeah. we could talk about that when we come back. Yeah, we're going to talk about electrical buses and TTCs uh, when we come back. Uh, this is Dave's Corner Garage. By the way, if you go to Facebook.com and you like us. And you follow us, you could be entering the contest and you wouldn't even know it. What if they look at your face and go, eh, I'm not sure. I'll send you five bucks. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage with more levity and information right after this break. All righty. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. By the way, we had a technical problem. David didn't plug the phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a quick question to ask Trevor and then we're going to go to phones. Uh, Trevor, you're working right now with uh, Mass Transit. As far as electrical buses and electrical vehicles, uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so this this is this is a phenomenon that's not just North American wide; it's really yeah. worldwide. Uh, Europe Europe's very involved in it now, and what they're looking at is to move to zero emission buses. Right that that is that is the big thing where we see it in the automotive industry with with companies like we used to have them trolley buses yeah. remember trolley buses yeah and 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 it's it's going to come and when you look at what public transit can do so TTC is uh, obviously one of the largest transit systems in North America and they're right now doing tests with a number of different manufacturers on their zero emission. Uh, electric buses and one of the biggest issues with those obviously is is the battery pack and component and, and the longevity of that what do you do with that to to recycle it or reuse it to uh, because the thing is you don't want to just eliminate emissions and then be putting more stuff into landfill mm. right so one of the things that we do is we work with a lot of the manufacturers as to how to address corrosion issues that are related to electrical because usually it's moisture related mm -hmm. so it's connections that we're talking about the wires turning green Bat battery connections um plugins all things like that again none of them are are massive areas like spraying a frame of a vehicle 
but they're small areas that can cause very large problems. Well, sure. Don't forget. I mean, in the old days, you know, had a motor up in the front and it, it sent power mechanically to the back wheels. But now you're talking about each wheel perhaps having its own electric motor on yeah. it. So that has to be protected. Also, you know, you're talking about, you know, all the new vehicles, they, 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 what are they, they, they crouch, they, uh, they kneel. They kneel, yep. exactly. Thank you. So, so that's more electrical and mechanical equipment that has to be protected. Yeah. You know, I think we made a mistake because we used to have trolley buses, you know, with the wires overhead, mm -hmm. and they just went along their route, and they were electrical, yep. and then we replaced it all by diesels. Yep, they they went they went to diesel and and then there's still properties like you know Hamilton's very big on using uh, yeah. compressed natural gas, uh, but but electric is is the way that they are going. And, I always think when I'm sitting on the on the Allen, TTC means take the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know we're going to go to our calls. Yeah. We've got a couple of questions specifically for Trevor. We got Brian in Caledon who uh, who has a question for us. Brian, go ahead. Hey, yeah. Brian. Good. Good morning, Dave. It's Brian. Hey, Sato Brian. How are you? Very well, thank you. Any day I wake up is a great day. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, question for the Crown gentleman. I used to deal with the Crown at the Assured uh, Collision Shop in Milton to get my Cuban rust-proof. They have now don't do Crown anymore. I just wonder if any location that will do a Cuban. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Brian. Actually, we have a new dealer in Milton. Uh, he's been in the business for over 20 years. And if you go on to our website, uh, you'll be able to pick up his location in that. Uh, the, the Assured folks actually uh, sold out their business. Uh, they were they were really good business partners for us for a long time. So they retired. Yep. Well, they uh, they had a quite a network of collision centers and decided oh, yes. that uh, it was probably time to maybe divest a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but they also owned the building. That was one of the challenges so that, in there. Instead of being the effing boss, they're the effing landlord. <laughs> <laughs> so look up crown.com, right? That's the yep. website? Yeah, you can find all our authorized dealers and most of our shops in and, in and around that area, Burlington, Oakville, Georgetown, they can all take in Cuba. And that's another thing we should be saying is that these are not franchises. These are co-ops. That's right. So all, all our dealers collectively own our company. Right. Right. So it's, it, you know, our head office who I work for, we don't take a percentage of their sales. Uh, our job really at our head office is we manufacture virtually... 98%. There's basically just two products that we don't manufacture ourselves mm -hmm. that, that Crown sells uh, out of our manufacturing facility up in Schaumburg. Uh, but our job really is to do the research and development, marketing, sales, and really dealer support for our dealers who own the company. What that means for the consumer is, though, that if you go to, say, Milton and say we had a shop um, that closed down, well, and you have a warranty with Crown, well, you can go to any authorized Crown Center and that's picked up. And you're also backed up by Crown's head office. So that that's really the important aspect of our deal. And another thing that I found out was if you have an accident or a repair, they'll actually respray it for nothing. Yep, free vehicle respray for any of our customers. Yeah. doesn't so, matter if you're a first-time customer or you've been with us for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna... All right, no, we got, uh, we got Betty in Burlington. We've got Carol in Hamilton. We're going to get to those calls right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. You know, the automobile business is always evolving. There's always new products coming out. And we're going to meet a fellow by the name of David Tate, who owns a company called Elegant Motoring. 
Uh, two products that he's promoting is one is a self-healing coating, and secondly, a UV glass that actually turns dark in the sunlight. Magic, just like your Good sunglasses? Good morning, David. Good morning, guys. How are you? You know what? I'm interested. I, this is fascinating stuff. So let's, let us let us start first and talk about the self-healing coating. Tell us about that. So basically uh, what it is, is everyone's familiar with uh, ceramic coatings these days. Um, this is actually the next generation of ceramic coatings. So uh, a lot of people are concerned, hey, if I scratch my car with your typical ceramic coating, how do I fix it? In the past, you can't. You basically got to polish it all off, mm. uh, put the money out again, and have it recoated again. It's just like on the frying pan where you can make the eggs and it just slides off, like ball bearings. It's yeah, magic. Essentially, essentially, yeah. The only problem is with the frying pan is that if I use my metal spatula and scratch the coating, yeah. I'm basically out of luck. I understand. Okay. Yeah. So with the self-healing coatings, now imagine having that that frying pan, and as soon as you start to heat it up on the stove, those scratches disappear. So how does this work? You you apply this as a as a film, or, or I mean, we were talking off air, and it takes one or two days for this application to to occur. Yeah, exactly. There's actually three different levels. The difference between those levels is basically um, the thickness of the self healing uh, properties. Um, so on the high end, you have about 15 microns, 10 to 15 microns thick. So your standard, you know, you have a black car, everyone's seen the swirl marks and micro marring you see on black cars after a while, uh, usually like the next day after you bought the car. <laughs> yeah. Um, those, uh, basically once the sun starts to hit the paint, it, it'll melt it back and self-heal all those, uh, micro marring and swirl marks that, uh, appear in the paint from simple things like washing. Mm-hmm. So the, the, this next question is, you apply this to the front of the car, the back of the car? You uh, apply it all over the car. Oh. On every painted surface on the exterior of the car. Now, question, um, what if your car is not brand new? So in other words, you've already got, you know, some damage. Micromarring. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, you'd bring it in. Uh, typically, a shop like us, we would do a paint correction on it or do a high-speed polish. Mm -hmm. uh, some people are familiar with calling it, you know, a high-speed polish, uh, um, a cotton polish or a three-stage polish, all the same thing. Um, essentially, we'd bring the paint back to uh, almost a flawless condition or as good as we can get it. Right. Um, and then at that point, we would apply the uh, the coating. And the coating lasts, like, they actually warranty it depending on what level you go with mm -hmm. uh, for anywhere from five to seven years. Wow. So if you go with the six $700 process, the, the, the basic one, you're still going to get that long-term warranty? No, with the with the lower end um, coating. So the coating is at six seven hundred dollars. You're not necessarily into the self healing yet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the self healing basically starts in around fourteen fourteen fifty, mm -hmm. um, and then we'll go up depending on the size of the vehicle and stuff, and and how long you want the warranty and how thick the uh, self the self healing properties are. So who would be your clientele? Like uh, high end vehicles, like Audis or Mercedes or. Actually, just about anybody. It's not necessarily the cost of the vehicle. It's it's more uh, how particular the person is. Right, so, how much pride someone takes in their vehicle and wants to keep it looking good. Exactly. I'm super OCD myself, and I have uh, extreme uh, pride of ownership on everything I have. Um, so I'm that guy who takes my running shoes into the dry cleaners to have them cleaned because I can't handle them being dirty. Mm -hmm. um, and that's who basically most of our customers are. So we get customers coming in for these coatings uh, that are driving Hyundai's and, and Civics mm -hmm. um, right up to, you know, driving a, a Rolls Royce and Lamborghinis. And they all have nice, clean running shoes, too. 
Exactly. In floor mats. Exactly. <laughs> All right. The other product that we were talking about beforehand was uh, a, a self-tinting or a self-regulating um, window tint. Can you tell us about that one? Yeah, so that product is actually uh, spectacular and it's new. One of the uh, one of the most common questions or discussions that we have when people come into the shop is, "Oh, what level of tint should I go with?" Mm-hmm. And the biggest concern always is, you know, they want a darker tint in the daytime because they want to block that mm-hmm. the sun's glare. Um, but the biggest concern is the darker they go during the day to block the glare. The uh, the downside is that at nighttime you can't see and you just run over that cyclist that's sitting on the corner when you're making a right-hand turn. Mm-hmm. There's actually <laughs> uh, some legal ramifications as well now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you're, uh, I believe you can only go up to 35% legally on the, uh, on the front windows. Um, so with this new transitional tint, which basically works the same as transitional sunglasses, um, that you get, you know, when you, when you mm-hmm. go into the, the mall, um, is when the sun or the UV from the sun hits the film, it'll actually, uh, tint the, the carbon molecules and it will actually go darker. Um, so as the sun comes out, it'll darken up the film. And then in, in the evening, as the sun goes down, the film will start to transition and become lighter, uh, making it much easier to see outside, uh, with the low light that you have in the evening as well, making it safer in the, at the end of the day. Sure. The questions I have to, okay, technical questions. The, the cost for something like a UV tint, uh, per glass or per car? So if you go with the, uh, with a regular, uh, ceramic tint, um, a, a vehicle, a five window tint on a vehicle, let's say like a Honda Civic or something to that effect, a regular sedan, um, you're looking at about four hundred dollars to go to to go to the transitional tint, uh, which is still a ceramic, a high performing ceramic, which means it gives you the uh, heat rejection and stuff as well. Um, but if you wanted those that transitional um, those transitional properties, you go up now to about nine hundred. Is this a seasonal product? Uh, being that you know, in the summer, obviously, it's it's there's a lot more daylight out there. Uh, now we're coming to winter; it's going to be darker. Do you find you just sell more in the summer than you would in the winter or in spring? No, it's probably about the same. Uh, people think of it more in the in the summertime just because they think the sun's out more in the summer. But uh, to be honest with you, you get just as many customers coming in in the winter because, you know, all that white snow that we get, although not so much lately, um, whenever there's white snow on the ground, you're getting a lot of reflection from the snow itself. Uh, so a lot of times when you're driving in the daytime, it's actually brighter in the in the uh, winter than it is in the summer. All right, David, if people want to see your product, uh, you have any demos they can look online or anything? Yeah, absolutely. They can check out our Instagram at uh, it's, uh, at Elegant Motoring. Um, and on there, they can scroll through. You will have a, a cool view there, mm-hmm. uh, which shows the transitional tint. We use a UV flashlight uh, for that. And then uh, I believe there's also, if you go to uh, at Fine Lab Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, you'll actually see a uh, couple of self-healing videos there. All right, super. So, uh, and again, um, and where are you guys located? Uh, we're located at uh, Park Lawn in Queensway in uh, South Etobicoke in Toronto. Yeah, across from the food terminal. So easy to get to. You got it. About you can tell by all the Ferraris around there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, David, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you as well. Have a great day, gentlemen. Thank all you right. very, Bye-bye. very much. Let's go to the phones quickly. Uh, you want to talk to Betty? We had Betty in Burlington. Yes. Betty, are you still there? Hello, Betty. My arm is numb, so what can you do for that? Yes, switch arms. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I have a question for Trevor. Um, We have a 2008 Sentra, and uh, we've had it, uh, you know, done through the uh, crown for the last several years. 
And I just want to know why is it that there has to be so much dripping afterwards? We're in the apartment building with underground parking, and it makes such a mess down there. So is there any solution to that? Yeah, there is for sure, Betty. Betty, what time of year do you get it sprayed? Well, it's December now. We used to get it done in October, but... uh, Okay. And it got moved up to December. Sure. So do you go to our our Burlington location? Yes, we Paul? do. Okay. Um, do you know the owner, Paul Shaheen, there? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'll, I'll do is I'll pass a, a message on to him. But what I'd suggest is when, when you book your appointment, mm-hmm. uh, let them know that you live uh, in a condo building. Okay. And then what they'll do on the... on It's funny because it, usually where most of the dripping occurs is not... From the underside of the vehicle, it's actually from the doors. Yeah, right? the doors and the rear right? hatch. Yeah, and so uh, what they'll do, especially if they've treated it every year, is let them know that they'll treat it lighter. Uh, there, there's two reasons that the product will will drip a little bit more than maybe it normally would. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is obviously uh, if the application's too heavy. The other part is is when it heats up. That's why I asked you what time of year you do it because yeah. we, we tend to get a lot of this of people that get their vehicles sprayed in the winter like January, February when mm-hmm. it's really cold and there's, there's virtually no dripping and the complaint we get from people is why isn't it dripping? <laughs> right, <laughs> but but then you come into say May or June when it warms up and the door panels heat up and then it activates and the product starts running and they're going I got this sprayed five months ago why is this dripping now I like it because yeah. I it makes me feel like I got my money's worth because yeah. I still see it you know a, a six months or a year later yeah well I mean and and Betty Betty's absolutely right depending on where people are when we're in in city areas or people that live in apartments or condos. They want it sprayed lighter because of that issue. Yeah. Anywhere else, all the rural areas and that, Lay it they on. want it. They want it exactly like Alan. You know said. what I found? Uh, kitty litter, which is basically a calcium carbide. We would spray. We would put that down. It'll absorb the oil. Well, that's what my son said too. He yeah. thought I should do that, but yeah. I, I didn't want to make a mess down there. But you know what? If they're going to so. charge you to clean it, sometimes yeah. they get excited about it, and, the, I and know. it'll charge you. Just put kitty litter down, and in a couple of days, it's, it'll just disappear, and you sweep it away. Yeah. And, and the movement I of the car. Your head office, and the girl gave me this big long story about why it's dripping so much. She said it's probably because of the age of your car, and they want to give you a little extra. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not. But. Well, if you've been doing it every year, my guess is if, if I took a look at your vehicle mm-hmm. up on a hoist, it probably looks pretty good. Oh, it is. Would, would, it would, is. would, would be my guess. And, yeah. and if, if you're still spraying, you know, your, your yeah. 11, 12-year-old Sentra, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately it's going gonna, it's gonna to be well cared for. But that, yeah. that's what I would, would talk to Paul about. Paul, I mean, Paul and his family have been in our business since we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're going to an excellent location. Yeah. And you know, I have to tell you, this vehicle always had problems with the brake lines and the fuel lines and the, eva- and the evaporator lines underneath the car. They would, they would hang that stuff on the floor of the car. And I, for years, they would be repairing that. You obviously haven't had that problem because oh, you God, sprayed it. Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, you're very lucky. You're very lucky uh-huh. because a lot of the manufacturers have decided that, you know, they would en- en- encase those lines. Yeah. And in, and in fact, as much as they thought it was a good idea, um, it wasn't because it also trapped the salt and the, the, the corrosion would mm-hmm. happen underneath it. 
So you haven't had that. One other question I wanted to ask: Why is it that they don't run these contests in the later months of the? You know, it's always the summer. (laughs) You're you're absolutely right, (laughs) Betty. So uh, this is where I put my my entrepreneurial business hat on. Uh, Consumers want to come in the fall. That's when it's our our busiest season for demand. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit like you know when you want to go away to somewhere warm in January, February. Um, they don't tend to run the same promotions. We're trying to generate business at other times of the year, and, and honestly, that's why we run the promotions. Then. I see. All right, Betty, hope we've helped. Yes, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks Have yourself a great time. weekend. Thank you for the call. And thanks for joining in. Dave, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with uh, more of your phone calls. Actually, the phone lines of one of them is open if you want to get in, and we'll talk about that. And we're going to talk about some recalls, changing your tires for the winter, and uh, whatever else comes up. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Alrighty, Dave's Corner Garage. My who, name is Dave Redinger. And, and who, knew, is, who knew how handsome Alan Gelman was? I really liked Who wrote that? I thought you were pretty handsome. Oh. <laughs> in a manly way. <laughs> Thank you. Trevor Hutchison from Crown and, of course, Alan. Uh, a couple of announcements I did want to make. Uh, Volvo and Audi are pulling out of the Montreal Auto Show. Why do you think they're doing that? And they join Mercedes-Benz. It's partially because the millennial group that's coming in now. Uh-huh. All right, the next we were the boomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the next group. They basically live on the internet. So right. what they do is they do an average of three to three and a half inspections of their vehicle searches before they even walk into the dealership. Well, so they you're saying do, that they're just too lazy to get off their yes, butt to actually yeah. go to a show? Have you ever seen an ad for Carvana? You know, buy the car while you're binge watching. Right. Right. I mean, the reality is they live on the internet. They trust the internet, and it's pulling away people from coming to auto shows. Wow, but so, uh, you don't get that tactile kind of. You don't get any feeling. And, I mean, yeah. And the reality is here in Toronto, it's in the winter. It's the coldest part of the year. It's a great place to take your kids. Mm-hmm. So we haven't been affected that much yet, and I haven't heard any news of anybody pulling out here. But it seems like Volvo, Audi, and Mercedes, and I, the rumor is also Porsche will not be in the Montreal Auto Show. Mm. And the Montreal Auto Show also runs concurrent with ours. It runs just ahead of ours. Well, I'm not going to Montreal. At uh, ba- Place Bonaventure. <laughs> All right, that's my French. Uh, another one I should know about is, if you're planning to buy mm-hmm. a vehicle over $100,000, which is not hard, I don't think. A Porsche Cayenne or... Um, I mean, it's not hard to find one. Even some trucks hard are 100000 Hard to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen trucks for hundred grand. But anyways, if you're planning to buy something over $100,000, yes. uh, you're going to be subject to 23% sales tax in BC, oh, wow. How come? over and above. And secondly, here in, in Ontario, they're saying a 10% luxury tax. So if your $300,000 Bugatti is now going to be another $75,000 extra on tax, but it's the great coupon which you get for free. Okay. It's amazing. All right, you know, speaking of nice cars, we've got Bob on the line. He's got a Lexus, and uh, Bob's got some concerns. What can we do for you, Bob? Well, hi, Dave. How are you? Hey, good. Listen, um, you made a a quick mention of a friend of yours who's driving down to Florida, Mm. and he has a six-year-old car. And you were sent, you were mentioning the fact that, well, it's getting a little long in the tooth. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand why, because... More of the cars have increasingly large number of plastic parts in them, and the plastic tends to degrade and so on. Okay. 
So as a car gets older, in spite of the fact, like mine has uh, about 100,000 K on it. How old is it? It's uh, 2009. It's a 350, which has, has been rated as uh, one of the most reliable cars in the world. It okay, is. so what, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Hopefully nothing. I've I had great faith in it, but mm-hmm. uh, roughly how long would you think most cars would last before they start ending up with problems? Having a problem in Toronto as I'm driving around is one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, filling up my car and driving it south and being stuck uh, somewhere on I-75 in Georgia for the next week until the car gets fixed is a totally different issue. Well, I don't, I don't know that you're going to get stuck and, and it's going to take that long to fix. I mean, you know, from a mechanical perspective, you know, certainly get the whole vehicle checked from top to bottom before you leave so that the things that you can prevent, you yep. know, tire problems, suspension problems, brake problems, they can all be addressed. But 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 you're right. I mean, I can't look inside of your starter motor. I can't see inside of your 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 alternator. Those are things that you know could possibly break. But um, but certainly in terms of getting parts, I don't think there's any major issue. Can I ask a question? How long are you staying down there? Uh, I'm down there for for about five months. I had the same problem, uh, and I just bought a car down there. I went to well, a local dealership. Uh, actually, yeah. I went to I went to uh, Enterprise. Because one of my tenants is Enterprise. Yep. Uh, they hooked me up. I bought a Mustang. I bought it for about $10,000 less than I would have bought it here. Mm-hmm. And I still have the car. So it's it's not hard to get insurance. Insurance is $600 for the year. The licensing was, I think, $85. And the car was 16000 bucks. But uh, you don't have to buy a Mustang. But buy a car, leave it down there, and just fly back and forth. Well, that was that was another issue uh, that uh, you know I'm sort of in the process of debating whether I should uh, just do that because that's that's another totally different. Can I ask you just to hang on? We're going to go to a break and we'll come back to you. Uh, just okay, go ahead. Hang on to the phone because we have to do a commercial break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about this. Alrighty, Al, take us out. Okay, we're going to have some questions with, the, or try to discuss Bob's dilemma. Yeah. And figure, should he get a Mustang or sell his Lexus? It's a chick magnet. The only problem is you can't get their walkers in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Hey, we're in conversation with uh, Bob about uh, driving a vehicle in Florida. And uh, we're suggesting to Bob that he actually buy a car down there. Bob, it's it's, it's actually really simple. The well, only thing... I, I, I understand that it's simple. This has been something that I've been considering as, as an alternative. Yeah. Uh, the, the other... I mean, there are several alternatives. One is to have the car simply freighted down. And, but that by the time I do that, I can, I can lease the car down there. So. Right. But I guess so, the other part of the concern, too, is that, is I bet your wife's got three suitcases full of shoes that she wants to take with her as well, right? Uh, you've experienced this, have you? Oh, yeah. see, that, that's my actual problem. I can get, that, I can get down there on, on a, a carry-on bag. Uh, unfortunately, the car ends up full. But the next question I was going to ask, I was you know, looking at purchasing a new car. Mm-hmm. The car I have has uh, Toyota slash Lexus's uh, six-speed automatic transmission, which was fairly bulletproof. They Mm -hmm. have followed everybody else with an eight-speed, with which apparently they're having incredible difficulties. It's not working out. 
Do you know if it's uh, actually been solved yet or not, or if they still have people waiting for transmissions? You know, great question. I, I don't know. I'm happy to look into it for you. Um, you know, if you want to listen to uh, my commercial, give me a call um, on Monday. I'd be happy to look into it. I have a really good tranny guy who could probably give us some answers. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Okay. You can go online. There's a... <laughs> There are hundreds of people waiting for waiting trannies. for trannies. Uh, yep. Would you would you consider buying a new car in Florida and bringing it back? Uh, I don't. Is it worthwhile anymore? Once upon a time, it was very yeah. worthwhile. Well, the dollar I don't difference know, makes the so. dollar being yeah. what it is. Is it worth? Is it worth it or not? Well, you do get the five or six months use of it, and then you bring it back. And I think you have to pay the GST at the border. Yeah. And, and there's a little bit of uh, paperwork at Canadian Tire. But other than that, you can bring it back. So. Actually, Bob, question too, though. Um, when did they switch to the eight-speed? Uh, I believe it was two, 2016 or 17. If you go online mm-hmm. and Google ASIN, A-I-S-I-N, eight-speed transmission, there's a whole series of, of uh, contacts that you can you can click onto. They'll show you how the transmission is, is taken apart and put together again. That's what you want to do at the side of the road. But 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 yeah. question: um, If you know specifically when they started using them, why not look for a used one that's a couple years old that uh, so I, doesn't I, have this one? Yeah, well, it w- it would be a pre, say, about a 2015, which is another 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 possibility. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. And if you get a you know a gently used one of those, um, you're going to save a whole lot of money and it'll be a lot more reliable. Let us know what you figure out. Let us know. It'd be, be interesting. Okay. Anyway, thank you very much, gentlemen. You're okay, welcome, have Bob. Have a great, great day. day. All right, you too. Interesting question, and that's a problem. Like a lot of guys will say, "Do I winterize my car when I'm driving to Florida to the warm weather?" Mm-hmm. Right? There's another. Do I put snows on it? Do I? Uh, well, uh, we, you know, and and then when people ask me, it depends on you know what time of year you're actually driving down. If it's November, December, you can hit any kind of freak weather. Um, and the little damage that's going to happen to them when down there, um, I, I would go with the winter tires. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we were talking about insurance. You have to actually arrange that before you go to Florida. Uh, they don't like giving Canadians insurance uh, because uh, we're Canadians. <laughs> 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 and we're not permanent residents. So the idea is you have to arrange insurance before you go down, and then it's, it's a piece of cake. Perhaps because they're eating their Timbits and drinking Timmy's coffee while they're driving at the same time. I can't believe the show's over. It is. That's the music that you're hearing. I want to thank Trevor for joining us from Crown. Trevor's a fantastic show. So fast. It was fun, gentlemen. Right? Crown at uh, .com. .com, .ca. A lot of information on that. Yeah. The, the, web, the website really is where all consumers should go before making the decision. We should thank um, uh, Donut here. We always call him Donut. Uh, the operator, he's a fantastic operator. He does a great job. Alan, thank you. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. Make sure to come in. Uh, give me a call at Glen Allen Motors or your own mechanic. Get that car ready for winter. Make your appointment at Crown and get it all done. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.